Warning. Censorship. Warning. Censorship. Warning. Censorship. Welcome to Rebel News Daily, everyone. My name is Andrew. This is my best friend, Mocha. We're having a bit of a new format on the live streams these days. It's going to be a little bit different. We've got new guests, of course, uh, myself and Mocha. So what we're doing here today, we're telling you the latest Rebel News stories. We're telling you stories from around the world, of course, anything that's a hot topic. And we're taking your hyper chats from Odyssey and some other live chats. So if you guys want to contribute and ask a question, make a comment, tell Mocha how good his hair looks, you can do that on Odyssey. We encourage you guys to watch on the alternate platforms like Rumble and Super U as well, because, you know, YouTube sucks, Mocha. I agree. Thank very good. Uh, Michael Spavor is the first uh, story we want to get into. He is a Canadian citizen who is detained in China. If we can go ahead and pull up that story, I think we have it on uh, rebelnews.com, Justin, then we'll get to the video. So Mocha, everybody thinks that this was a retaliation from the Huawei executive girl from China being arrested in mm -hmm. Canada. Um, they've never said that he's a spy. I mean, China says he's a spy. Mm -hmm. um, he's sentenced to 11 years for espionage. Mm -hmm. Canadian government's never said that um, either of the Michaels are spies. How do you mm -hmm. how do you feel about that? Well, I, I read some statements from Justin Trudeau saying that he will not rest until um, they return to Canada, and he called the um, sentencing unacceptable. And um, he also accused China of not abiding by even the minimum of mm -hmm. the international law in the proceedings. Um, but to me, he, he's just saying words. He's not taking any <laughs> concrete actions. Mm -hmm. Is he? No, I don't think he's done anything yet. And even they, but they did say that they're not going to. They wouldn't even exchange the uh, the the woman there for the two Michaels in China. So it doesn't look like they have any concrete plan of getting them out. I don't think there's going to be any sanctions or anything. I think we have a video of uh, Mark Garneau, Justin, as I reference my notes here to find his name, um, that we can play, who really, who talks about the sentencing in a bit more detail. Let's go ahead and play that. Good morning. Canada condemns in the strongest possible terms Mr. Spavor's unjust conviction after more than two and a half years of arbitrary detention. My thoughts and the thoughts of all Canadians are with Mr. Spavor and his family during this extremely difficult time. This decision was made after a process that lacked both fairness and transparency, including a trial that did not satisfy the minimum standards required by international law. Yeah. Well, the, see, the problem with this is that, like I said, there's never going to be any plans from Justin Trudeau to put in any sanctions on China. They're not going to stand up to them in any way. They have so many like ties with them that I don't think anything's going to happen. Do you, they haven't sentenced the second Michael yet. Do you think there's any hope that they're going to they're going to be brought home or any retaliation going to be made? I don't. Unfortunately, I don't see that happening because there is not enough political will. Mm -hmm. I don't see that. Plus. Um, I don't think the public really cares about it as much as we think that they do. Mm. I think um, it's a mutual dependency on China. I mean, all of our electronics, products, and everything are made in China. We depend on their on the cheap labor, and um, ultimately, not a sac sanction, but probably getting Canada's econ economical independence. 
getting, you know, our Canadian dollar is always losing value. Why not it's going up in value? Why don't we try to have a currency that is even valuable than the United States? I mean, I walk down the sidewalks and, you know, on the sidewalks here in Toronto, they have those, um, I don't know what they call it, for blind persons with sticks so that they know that they are at the end of the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. Do you know what they're called? No, I don't, but it's basically the bumps on, on it, isn't well, it? Well, even that is not made in Canada. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Why? I mean, this thing that I'm wearing, it's not made in Canada. I went to the outlets yesterday. Most of the products are all made in foreign countries where the labor is cheap. So um, if we want to have independence from China, I think it would be very beneficial for every Canadian, for everyone to gain our economic more. We need to, I think in Canada, we have uh, a war on wealth creation. I think we need to, like there is one trillion dollar national debt. Mm -hmm. Who's going to pay that, for example? See, even in that, um, that report by Sheila Gunn-Reed, where they talked about where they the government lost the the map of all the electric car chargers in the country that they spend all the money on. They even contracted that out to an American company to find all that all those electrical uh, car chargers. Even though there's an app that can tell you where an electrical car charger is, it would take an you know an intern two hours to to find them all just by using different like a VPN or something. So this. The problem is, I don't think our government is full of people that actually care about what happens in the future of our country. I mean, you got Catherine McKenna who's out there to ride her bike and everything. What incentive do they have to care? Well, you would hope that it would be like a person's personal patriotic feeling to care about their government, care about their country that would make them run for government, no? Well, maybe they, they would say that, but I don't look at words, I look at actions. Well, it's true, I'm and I'm saying that they don't have this patriotism in them so they don't feel the need that well what's the problem with hiring a foreign company for this what's the problem with you know getting everything not having any uh, tariffs on china like president trump put in for products especially stuff like car parts which we do a lot of obviously a lot of people who are watching or have relatives my father my friend's parents have worked at car assembly plants and stuff like that and they just assemble it here. It's either made in mm -hmm. China or North Korea, Japan, place, or mm -hmm. North Korea, South Korea, places mm -hmm. like that in, in Asia. So it's really weird that we, for some reason, have been indoctrinated into this thing where we need to rely on other countries, where China relies on a customer base, but they don't rely it for product-wise. Mm -hmm. uh, they could survive probably longer than any other country if everyone is cut off completely. I don't know if tariffs would work i think what would really work is to be able to compete and be able to produce more be able to um sustain ourselves and if we can for example this camera canon wh where where is props. it from i don't know it's probably says right there where right, right here there somewhere made in japan why not made in canada why not but of course, you can't legislate that. You can't say that you have to make the cameras in Canada because it's just going to make it more expensive for the consumer to buy it. So wouldn't it make sense then to then tax the products that are coming in? Wouldn't that be an incentive for people to create things here and buy stuff here? Because a business person is just going to say, why would I get parts here when I can just get them in China or Japan for cheaper? Yeah, but as your economy goes down, as your currency 
loses value and as the inflation goes higher it's going to be even harder for ordinary people to get these cameras for example i have an iphone here i'll give you an example so this is an iphone 12 it is affordable for ordinary canadians to buy it they can even uh, finance it but this phone is um, off limits for someone for example an ordinary person in turkey who is working seven days a week and um, 12 hours a day why how come he's working all that much but can't afford it because the currency that he's earning is worthless and it's becoming worthless mm -hmm. and worthless every day because they're just printing money like crazy and inflation is another form of taxation or theft to be honest and they can't afford it so what does the government do they basically put high taxes on iPhones if you buy it if a Turkish person go to Germany and buy it for cheaper because the, because German government is imposing less taxes on smartphones well that's not going to save you when you come back to Turkey if you want to activate your, the phone you're going to have to pay enormous amounts <laughs> of taxes so it's going to be even more expensive um, so what does that create well it basically makes it impossible for ordinary people ordinary working people to buy these products and it only makes it accessible to the upper class and rich people. We're seeing that a lot here, especially with stuff like gas. Let's bring up the, uh, another China story, producer Justin, of them stopping uh, their issuing of passports. So I was reading this article on rebelnews.com earlier today, and China, I think their office is called the Office of Entry and Exit, or Exit and Entry. Um, people are thinking that this is just them being able to crack down on more rights. That's what the article um, states there from a couple sources. I'm not sure I exactly, th I don't know if I think that China needs an excuse to take away more people's rights. Now, they used the lockdowns as an, as an excuse to, you know, stop things from happening in Hong Kong, mm -hmm. of course, but that whether you believe that's a realistic uh, thing or not, or a realistic reason for them to do that or not, they did in fact do that. It's too mm -hmm. dangerous for people to be out in the streets protesting, you're killing grandma, all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. But do you think China actually needs a reason to you know, stop issuing passports or exit allowing their citizens to leave? Or could they just, at the end of the day, say, no, you can't leave? Well, uh, of course they would produce a reason. And uh, the reason doesn't have to be... Uh, imp what it, um, valid? Valid or real or justified um, the same thing happened here didn't it <laughs> yeah it can you know there is no limit um, we've seen in the what has happened in Canada in the last 17 months and um, that if that didn't shake your trust in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms I don't know what will it certainly shake my trust in it and when I look at China they will of course say wanting to their citizens to make them accept it mm -hmm. and then they will of course say another to the international world i mean the problem here is that the same thing our government is saying is the is the bad version they're saying the same thing to us and everybody else it's both the bad version but imagine this you know usually if you want to go to a country you need to apply there if they don't accept you you can't go in mm -hmm. but just imagine the country that you're living in even though the country you want to go to says yeah sure come the country you're living in is not letting you out. You haven't committed a crime. Um, so 
why would they stop? Why are they stopping you? How could they be able to stop you? Well, if they are able to do it in China, and you know what, to a certain extent, they were able to do it in Canada mm -hmm. too. That story was on rebelnews.com. Of course, you can sign up there for our newsletter, our mailing list. You can get, you'll get stories every single day in the morning from us. Um, so that way, you don't have to worry about uh, finding out when new stories come out. I want to skip ahead to Aaron O'Toole, Justin, because um, we have a poll on our YouTube channel right now, um, on our community tab, it's called, and as well on our Twitter, um, at Rebel News Online, I believe, Moke on Twitter, if my memory serves me correctly, about what people think the prediction is for the federal election that's clearly coming up. People think they're going to announce it, what, what's today, Tuesday? Today Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, people think they're going to announce it this week. People said Wednesday, so maybe it's going to be announced today. Maybe it's not going to be. But uh, if we can pull up the poll, Justin, so we can get some live results, uh, maybe on Twitter, maybe on YouTube. I the last time I checked, uh, and the last time we were told um, this morning, people, our viewers, uh, were the edging out result was that Aaron O'Toole wins. I think they said by minority. Uh, can we bring that up, Justin? One second, he says. Um, so if you guys want to give a hyper chat from Odyssey or comment on who you think is going to win the federal election and how, do you think it's going to be a... There it is. Want to read that for us, Mocha? Sure, if I can see it. Um, Aaron O'Toole wins by Okay, there's a majority. rumor Justin Trudeau could call a federal election this week. Which result do you think is most likely? So 35% that Aaron O'Toole wins by a majority. So out of how many votes is that? 10,000 something? Yeah, it seems so. So yeah. 3,500 out of 10,000 people think that Aaron O'Toole wins by a majority. Why uh, would he win by a majority? I'm though? not sure how where that's coming from. They lost the last election. I think people are banking on, people are so upset with the lockdowns that they're gonna, that Trudeau is gonna lose all these votes. I don't, but, I don't think many people are upset exactly, about it. Exactly, I don't, if you go around the streets of Toronto, and I know Toronto doesn't represent the rest of the province, mm -hmm. A lot of people support the lockdowns now. Yeah. Not a lot of people, not as many people support uh, vaccine passports as they do the lockdowns. But people, I mean, they think lockdowns, at least in the way that we've done them, where it seems to be coming to an end, Mocha, uh, was the right thing to do. I think you'd have more people disagreeing with it if it was something like Australia mm -hmm. or China, which is almost the same at this point. But uh, I think this isn't, in my opinion, an overestimation of how many people are going to leave. Trudeau to vote for O'Toole because there hasn't been much of a difference. I mean, Aaron O'Toole didn't hasn't come out against the censorship bill. Aaron O'Toole puts out things that I I love to reference, like don't be biphobic. Mm -hmm. Aaron O'Toole, and we're going to get to a video. He's worried about the fourth wave coming, mm -hmm. in my opinion, because he doesn't want the election to happen because he knows he's going to lose. I think the Conservative Party will lose more people to the People's Party and to you know whatever random parties that are out there that you can vote for because nobody believes in their authenticity anymore. Mm -hmm. You look at Michelle Rempel Garner, who's all about you know male whiteness and all this stuff, and she's supposed to be from out west, the more conservative mm -hmm. place. Um, I retweeted something earlier today. There's a Twitter for you, mm -hmm. Mocha. Um, Trudeau, so the, the, the Twitter audience is for Trudeau, my, Trudeau minority. Mm -hmm. um, looks like we voted <laughs> for that, <laughs> for the top result there. But uh, I think, because it's not on our YouTube page, you get mm -hmm. more of a little bit of a wider audience mm -hmm. uh, on Twitter. So I would have to agree with that one. I think Trudeau does lose some votes 
Um, but I think O'Toole loses votes as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, you'd have to play, you'd have to not be paying attention to the conservatives to be more of a conservative party supporter in these last, you know, let's say a year. Um, what I was going to say is I saw the an MPP for the PCs in Ontario, mm -hmm. which I know is not the federal party, but they all, you know, Doug Ford is kind of lock and step with the federal conservatives mm -hmm. on lockdowns. And uh, he's saying, oh, gather up on the buses, kids, anyone 12 and old and older, we can go on a go bus to get your vaccine. And then I, and I said, that's a very conservative thing to do. There he is, Justin, mm -hmm. so far ahead of my brain. It's impressive. Um, you know, here's your mascot, kids. We're going to give you a lollipop and there's going to be a homeless man when on the bus. When did the age of consent come, came down to 12, by the way? See, I believe the 12-year-old, the it, it borrows itself from a law, which means you can give an emergency medical procedure to somebody who's 12 or over without their consent. Uh, without parental consent, I mean. Mm -hmm. So that's the same thing. They're treating it as, as this medical procedure where you can, with a child. It's just an arbitrary over. number. What's the difference between 11 and 12? I don't know, but it's also a law um, of plot of deniability. Like a person who's 12 or older in Canada can be co committed for murder because they, they think that at the age of 12, you have the cognitive ability to, uh, to make these decisions whether or not you want to do something. Hmm. So that falls in line with it too as well, I think. And as well as what I said about receiving medical uh, support or help like that. But I think that's a very, sarcastically, of course, a very conservative thing for a conservative, you know, treasurer, I think was his title, Justin, uh, to tweet out, you know, kids come on the bus. There's a nice furry mascot here. Nothing wrong with this. Nothing, you don't need your parents' permission. Just come on down, get your injections. I mean, what does it mean to be conservative anymore? When you look at Brian Pallister, how, what he did to churches there. Look at Doc Ford. Look at Jason Kenney, what he did to churches, yeah, what he's yeah. still doing to, to pastors. Yeah. He just doesn't like them. I get it that they're prickly characters that he doesn't like. Pavlowski and uh, I mean, all the guy this, with the ponytail. All this tells me that it is. it seems that um, being against the lockdowns, being against, I mean, being for um, individual rights is not politically profitable. Yeah, and what I'm seeing is that the uh, the parties here do not ac actually represent what their parties are called. Uh, mm -hmm. The Overton window keeps shifting where the liberals push it one way. They're getting pulled by the NDP and the Green Party, which aren't really significant, but they're slowly moving that way. And then when five or ten years, the slippery slope is real, as John Doyle says. Uh, watch my interview with him on Andrew Says. Uh, <laughs> the slippery slope is real. And then five to ten years after that, the conservatives shift their topics and their Overton window to the thing that was supposed to be liberal five years before. Now all of a sudden we've got a conservative party that isn't actually conservative, shuts down churches, is pro-lockdown, wants your kids to get on the bus to mm -hmm. go get their vaccines, and it's crazy. So where do you go from that? I suggest everyone votes completely off the board. You know, I'm not gonna say any particular party, mm -hmm. but do whatever you do best to send them a message. I think we got Super Chats, is that right, Producer Justin? He's giving me a thumbs up, which either means Let's Go by Don Cherry, or you've got super chats to read. Don Cherry, come on the show, why don't you? Noble Canadian, do you see an election in September and then lockdown again after, Mr. Mocha? I'm sorry? Do you think there's gonna be an election in September and then another lockdown if the Liberals win, I assume? I, I don't think it will be dependent on the result. Um, I, I, I don't see the future, I don't know. <laughs> but if, if three lockdowns happened, 
over the past 17 months, there is no reason or limitation for a fourth one. Mm -hmm. There's there's nothing that stops a fourth one coming. Um, I don't see people rebelling or engaging in non-compliance. Um, I think most people are going to accept another lockdown if it if the government decides to impose it. Got a compliment here for you on Super U, Mikaja, or if I'm being uh, I think I'm being smart. Mikaja uh, says Mocha, the young, new, intelligent rebel. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're both young and intelligent. Well, not that you. new anymore. You're not the newest. Yeah, Hyper like chat from History Club World. I recognize that name. In order for Canada to start getting its independence, we need to change our values from a third-rate country with its place in the world. Uh, third-rate country good with its place in the world to it, intending to regain the image of Canada from WW2 and World War One. Now, what I see from that is the Liberal government and the Conservative government who don't want to lower the immigration numbers, mm -hmm. which is something like 350,000, I believe, and growing, um, even though two-thirds of the country says they would like a halt or reduction of the numbers mm -hmm. um, from immigration. The reason I think that these major parties want this is so that they can continue to grow the economy. Have, it, it's the same thing as any business. You want to be able to grow your business so you can have more income. You can have uh, bigger businesses come to you. Of course, they're going to get their kickbacks. They're going to mm -hmm. get their tax, their carbon credits mm -hmm. from, from them. So they're going to make <laughs> money off of them. Mm -hmm. I think that's the goal, um, which is why Canada wants to be this you know, globalized country with immigrants from every single country. Um, so long as we can keep bolstering our populations with uh, middle-class jobs or above, it's going to attract more business and maybe more factory, uh, not factories, but maybe more technologically advanced companies to do business here. Because the, like, like China, the reason why so many people kowtow to them, the reason why Hollywood, the reason why John Cena says I apologize in Mandarin <laughs> is because they have such a huge market and people want to, you know, target that for profit. Any thoughts on that? Well. I just lost my train of thought after you <laughs> gave fine. me John Cena example. <laughs> but yeah, you know, what, what were you talking about again? Uh, the fact that the Canadian government wants to expand our population. Okay, yeah, okay, here's the thing. So they, they don't only, they wouldn't only want this for business reasons, but also they would, I'm, I mean, I suppose that they would be interested in um, getting some young immigration because otherwise, how are you going to sustain the social um, insurance scam. How are you going to? Uh, how are? How is a low young population is going to be able to pay for large old population um, social insurance? I don't know. That's a good question. From Rumble Hollywog, inflation makes assets of the rich richer and the expenses of the poor more costly. Mocha, so you got a fan of your uh, inflation wordage there uh, inflation is such a crazy thing mm -hmm. because just imagine you have hundred dollars here and then somebody prints it more and then your hundred dollar is not hundred dollar anymore like how does that make sense well now we might be have to get into central banking and yeah you yeah. have to go back a few hundred years rockefellers and all that don't pull us off youtube the rockefellers <laughs> joe biden's the greatest president of all time uh from rumble the real buzz trudeau liberals will win he says so that's in line with the uh the twitter poll hyper chat from history club world again what's the what the entire world needs to know is needs to do is together isolate china as much as possible if canada 
U.S., U.K., and E.U. and Australia, New Zealand can all band together against China, and they have economic loss in China. Um, I agree, but I don't think that's going to happen. My, if Andrew says as Prime Minister tomorrow, we are siphoning off China more and more each day, and we're cutting off Saudi Arabia. And, and places like Palestine and Iran can, can go as well, but they don't have nearly as much power or money as China and Saudi Arabia. Now, Saudi Arabia under Trump is willing to play a lot more uh, fair baseball um, with, the, with the person in charge there now because he, he's, he's not as old school as his father was, I believe, and that's why they're able to have, you know, for example, WWE events. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, in there. So they're a bit more progressive, if you can call a country that just let women drive in daytime uh, progressive. Mm -hmm. But I still don't see them as big of a threat as China. Now, Saudi Arabia funds a lot of bad stuff, mm -hmm. but they also con control a lot of bad stuff at the same time. I think they prevent bad stuff from happening. I'm not pro-Saudi Arabia by any means, if you guys want to clip that. But I think China is the, the greatest imminent threat. I think whatever you think about the lockdowns and everything, it all benefited China. They don't care about their people. They're still willing to, they're willing to lock them in their apartments until they see fit mm -hmm. so that they can grow uh, their economy. And they were really slumping during Trump. Like mm -hmm. I mentioned, the tariffs and the, and the taxes and the sanctions that were being put on, not official ones, I don't think, but the, the money that was being strangled out of China during Trump was clearly hurting them. I think mm -hmm. you have to be, You'd have to show me a good argument to tell me why they weren't hurting under Trump. And now all these big businesses bounce back under lockdowns and record profits, you know, all the new billionaires that were made. So I think if I'm prime minister, China is the first one to be uh, get a little bit blockaded there. And I'd love it if all these Western countries would band together. That's not going to happen in Australia. New Zealand is literally run by a socialist. That's not going to happen. She must think China is, you know, the greatest place in the world and wishes she could... Uh, govern there. And then the UK is, all these countries are weak, Moke. I don't know where this banding together would happen. The EU has its own agenda. They don't care if China affects North America. What mm -hmm. do you think about all this? Well, banding together and um, imposing restrictions and tariffs on China sounds good, but, <laughs> but um, I'm just thinking about the ordinary Canadians, for example. We rely on Chinese products because they are cheaper. Mm -hmm. And um, once these products are gone, what are we going to rely on? Are we going to rely on expensive Canadian products? Well, I would if I could afford it. If anyone could, if we can boost Canadian economy, if we can just stop printing money and just cut all these government programs and everything, mm -hmm. defund everything, <laughs> just you know, we are in $1 trillion debt. Look at the United States, they're in more than $23 trillion. Yeah. And it's not going down, it's always, the debt is always going up. And same with Canada, I don't see it anywhere soon going. Um, well, another problem is the handouts to other countries. Uh, Joe Biden rein reinstated his uh, gift giving of millions upon millions of dollars to Central American countries under the idea that giving them money will stop make them stop uh, sending illegal immigrants to the, the U.S.-Mexico no. border. Hasn't shown to ever work. Uh, Trump Financial aid doesn't work really. In fact, the opposite worked under Trump. I know I'm uh, kissing Trump's ass today, but these are just the facts that when he threatened to pull out the money from those countries, mm -hmm. then they started saying, hey, no, we're going to stop these people from running through our countries, which is what actually happens in some European countries like Hungary, mm -hmm. where they say, we, <laughs> you're not just going to 
mm -hmm. get a free pass through our country because you want to get to Germany or Sweden. For example, Turkey receives billions of um, billions of euros from um, the European Union, from Germany, because um, basically Turkey's responsibility is to not let millions of Syrian refugees who came to Turkey, um, not let them get into Europe. And Erdogan would like to play this hand when it, when it gets angry at Germany or Ho Holland or any European nation. He would go like, oh, you know what? I would open the gates tomorrow and you would have millions of refugees in your hands. I don't know if Germany would ever. So basically, with that. Germany is funding Turkey, and Turkey is um, playing the upper hand. It seems. From Subaru, Bird Dog, which is an interesting reference. O'Toole is going to lose big time. I think he's going to lose big time. Why would he win? I think he's going to lose more than he lost. First last, of all, more than they lost. What? Last what is he? Where was he in the last 17 months? I, I, I've seen his commercials. It's all him running. Nice. Justin, can him, we pull that up, please, of him running? Like, it's all nice. He's talking, he's walking, and saying some words, you know, Canada, strong, blah, blah, blah. But I don't see anything, any intelligent thing coming out of his mouth compared to the MP um, Palivere. He seems to be understanding of what, how economy works. He reads, and, you might say. <laughs> it sounds like Pierre Paul. Uh, yeah. Waliev uh, yeah. reads and pays attention to things, whereas O'Toole is just coming out. I think he would have been a better candidate for the Conservative Party. I, th I think the rumors around that or the hypothesis around that is he knows that they're going to lose, so he doesn't want to be the front runner um, like hmm. O'Toole or uh, Andrew Scheer for a failing campaign, for a failing party. I mean, I don't see any other reason why, and we can get to this too now, Justin, um, Aaron O'Toole being worried about the fourth wave. Aaron O'Toole's worried, Jagmeet Singh's worried, because Jagmeet's got, what, three losses under his belt already. Mm -hmm. um, they're worried because they know they're not gonna win. It's not, con I expect this of Jagmeet to say, you know, this is too dangerous, but it's not a conservative position to say, let's halt our election because, <laughs> you know, it's too dangerous to go outside. I'm, what a joke that is. Maybe he thinks it is. He was. He never spoke against lockdowns at all. Um, Even Justin Trudeau doesn't think it's too dangerous to go. <laughs> because he so. knows he's probably going to win. <laughs> Justin, can we play one of those videos? Which one do we have? Okay, let's go ahead, please. Canadians are worried about a fourth wave of COVID-19. The dangerous Delta variant is here. Digital and COVID. And we have to be ready. Now is not the time for an election. We can all wait and go to the polls when it's safe. We need to focus on health and well-being, securing our economic future and fighting COVID-19 together. My wife and I had COVID. Like many families, we want to get past this pandemic, but let's pull together for one more fight. Let's beat COVID-19 and have an election when it's safe. So the Conservative Party loves the vaccine. They didn't speak out against lockdowns. So did, the, did all that do nothing? It's still no, unsafe? Look, he says Canadians are worried about COVID-19. I guess I'm not a Canadian because I'm not worried about COVID-19. You better make sure. And I'm sure. That you are Canadian I'm sure. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not majority, but there is a considerable amount of people in this country who had enough with these lockdowns. They know they don't work. Um, there is nobody in either in politics or in media, or as in institutions that are um, trying to stop what has been happening in the last 17 months, maybe other than us, Rebel News, but... <laughs> Shout out to True North as seriously, well. Seriously, yes. Seriously, though, he's talking about fighting COVID-19 and securing our future. Now, 
What the what does that mean? That doesn't mean anything. That's just words. There's he's not these video clips. You you're not gonna gain any votes by shooting these short clips. They're not gonna get you anything because you're not explaining anything. You're not. I mean, there's nothing sophisticated being presented. How are you gonna fight COVID-19 and secure our economic future? How is that going to happen? Are you going to impose? Because Canadians, if we're gonna talk about majority, and if the majority is Canadians and minority is not, then um, then by the same logic, you could say, yeah, Canadians are worried about a fourth wave. So are you going to enforce a fourth wave? How are you going to enforce a fourth wave shutting down the whole economy and secure our economic future? I don't, that just seems impossible to me or too dangerous to try. Well, Aaron O'Toole seems to me like a politician from the pre-Trump era where you can get on stage, everybody expects you to talk nonsense and do this and give Barack Obama thumbs and everything and yes, we can. And then you just have to be like, oh, the conservatives are voting for the conservatives, liberals voting for the liberals. There's going to be a few dozen thousand uh, swing votes. But this isn't the world anymore. Like you said, Pierre Poilev is popular because he goes out there, he has a real opinion. He's more sophisticated. He's, more so he's willing to have conversations. It's the same thing that Joe Rogan says about you know conversations. Joe Rogan's podcast is watched or listened to by millions of people each week because it's not just short clips of people giving talking points. Mm -hmm. It's long conversations. Exactly. And people can go on Joe Rogan and become immediately more popular mm -hmm. because they see that they're a real person. Mm -hmm. When Jack Dorsey from Twitter came on on Joe Rogan with his sideling there, his lawyer, they didn't become more popular because in a, in a long form discussion format, mm -hmm. they get exposed. Mm -hmm. And if Aaron O'Toole has to speak for more than five minutes, he's gonna get exposed. Because mm -hmm. I'm gonna ask him about vaccines, I'm gonna ask him about lockdowns, I'm gonna ask him about biphobia, yeah. I'm gonna ask him all these questions that he's gonna have to run away from mm -hmm. because he never actually has to talk mm -hmm. about them. Uh, and, and he's not going to say anything that is politically not popular, popular or, or acceptable. Yeah, exactly. I think we had another super chat there. Uh, we got more. Um, Mog says, whoa, new job for Mocha. What is it? I don't know. New I guess job? this. Oh, live stream? Okay. Um, Lynn D gives a hyper chat. I think we need to kick need to kick out of the country all the private banks. We don't need them. That's going to be really difficult. The private banks have a lot of our money. <laughs> Not only money, but also property. Exactly. And I learned recently there are some small independent banks, like uh, what you might find in, in rural areas in the United States. They still do exist. If you live near one, maybe search it out and try to do business with them or one of these new, you know, online only banks, so long as they're not, you know, just, you know, what kudo is to tell us, just a, an offshoot brand. Um, Ryan Rosty, we all need to rally behind Derek Sloan. I'll be interested to see how many votes he gets, uh, Young Mocha. Um, he hasn't named his party yet. I think the strategy there is, let's see if I get enough support to actually come out with this party instead of just naming the party and getting your branding out there for the election. I think it's a feeling process to see if you should wait or not. I mean, the majority of Canadians are not, I don't think, very connected to what's in the, um, to the political arena and what's happening, mm -hmm. who's who in the zoo, so to speak, as David <laughs> Menzies would put it. It's so, really gone to you that David Menzies. Um, really, most people, they don't really operate on, like they don't really look at things um, like a day-to-day -day checking into politics? Yeah, that's why Aaron O'Toole's, for example, commercial is just talking points because he knows he, he doesn't need to say anything sophisticated. Same with any other party, Justin Trudeau, 
they don't have to, they don't, they don't really come up with a real plan or something, something tangible, tangible, something that makes sense. It's just like talking points, like, you know, fighting against COVID. As yeah, it's, it's not a real plan or anything. You know, uh, they, they recently took uh, their China policy off the off their campaign website. A friend of mine who support who likes Aaron O'Toole uh, says he's going to vote for him. Actually, is the one pointed this out. I, uh, I thought it was big of him to admit this because me and uh, writer Dave back there were uh, telling him for months that he's not going to do this stuff to China. Uh, he talked big. He's going to fight against China. He's going to do this and that. And I always go with the Obama thumbs. We, uh, we're going to do bad. We're going to do things against China. Um, but no, they took it off their website. They're, they don't have a plan to be tough on China. I'm sorry to tell you, once you become uh, the leader of Canada, you can't be tough on China as it is right what now. What I'm very interested in is mm -hmm. if any party or any candidate has any tangible plan. plan for the economy because it's not going in a good direction. And if this continues for another 50 years or so, <laughs> like, We're in a tough place. Why are we always going down? Why are why is our money always um, losing value? Why it's not going up in value? Why not, as I said earlier, why not pass the United States dollars, just we, like we did ten years ago? I don't have the answer for you. Why unless not? You vote for me for prime minister. Why don't things get cheaper? Why don't we get richer? You know, I think this is this is possible. This could happen. This is. I'm not talking about socialism or communism. I'm just talking about stop inflating our money and stop taxing us to debt and stop giving favoritisms to certain companies, certain industries, and um, banning certain industries. I agree like, with that. Like um, carbon tax credits. And uh, building the new electric plant in Ontario during a lockdown, Doug Ford. I want to get to Adam Sosa's Edmonton Eskimo story because those stories are popular with the Canadian audience. But I also want to show the Rebel News store uh, producer JT, um, if you can go ahead and bring that up. I know you're a big fan of the Rebel News Bitcoin shirt. <laughs> yes, I'm a big fan true. of the Back to the Future shirt. I have that toque that lady's wearing there. Nice. Or a beanie, too. if you call it that, somewhere else, you guys, a beanie. Um, use promo code Andrew10 at checkout if you want 10% off. That's a special bonus for you guys on the live stream, Andrew10. Oh, that's I ha that's I the that shirt, shirt that Mocha yeah. makes fun of me for wearing. <laughs> Um, perhaps he doesn't get the Back to the... Have you seen Back to the Future? I, I, I didn't watch the full movie. Uh, there's three of the Mocha. I suggest at least watching the first two. Yeah, these are um, nice products. Stars in his eyes of Justin Trudeau you know, is a popular there, one. There's, there are a lot of different varieties here. Shirtless David Menzies, of course. Are your, where's uh, one of David David Menzies actually has Superfans. a campaign. If he sees anyone wearing that shirt, he's going to give them $100. $100 bill, yes. If you buy that shirt and you're in the GTA... And you know where David Manzies is going to be. If you Just wear that up. shirt in front of him, he's going to give you $100 in cold hard cash. David Manzies doesn't, he, he's one of these, uh, these gentlemen, I'll call him, who carries around, uh, he, I'm going to get a mug. He carries around wads of cash, everybody. No, but he believes in, in paper money. Hmm. He may not pay you when he loses a bet to myself or Justin. Justin's got a theory where anytime David Menzies is betting on something, he mm -hmm. bets against him. And I believe his uh, ratio of winning is is uh, 75% mm -hmm. or uh, 4 to 1, I guess you could say. And it worked on the Super Bowl last year. I won $20 off of David Menzies. 
don't know how you bet against Tom Brady. But rebelnewstore.com, the 1984 shirt is also nice. The one on the right there is a popular shirt as well. And this beautiful bearded man who's uh, who's hawking it for us. So Andrew Tennant, check out, you guys, if you want 10% off. And I believe it's free shipping um, in Canada. I don't know if I have a... If I don't know if I have a campaign pr promo code, but we need what well, we need. Um, store designer, if you're listening, maybe marketing guru Alex is listening. Just a silhouette of Mocha Zafro, and then something like about taxation or <laughs> the Bill of Rights is just paper. What? <laughs> I, have, I have not said or that. Not the Bill of Rights, the Constitution. I, I have not said that in public ever. Oh, I mentioned it uh, last week anyway, so don't matter. All right. Then. Don't worry, it's my opinion too. Um, rebelnewsstore.com. And if we want to jump over to Rebel News Plus, Justin Terry, um, we can see what we have there. We've got podcasts. We've got four shows. We've got uh, Andrew Says, of course, is, in my opinion, the best one. Mm -hmm. uh, Ezra Levant Show, which is actually the most popular one. Sheila Gunn Reed, The Gun Show. Um, of course, she's covering all the stories you want out west and um, all the stuff pertaining to the freedom of information requests, as they call them. I like or Rebel Roundup. in Canada. Rebel Roundup is the zany David Menzies, you know, performance of the week. I listen to him while I play Call of Duty on Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> and you can listen to all these on Spotify, by the way. So if you're not getting around to to watching these on rebelnewsplus.com, which is just $8 a month, you guys. You can listen on Spotify Premium because you pay for that. And uh, I'm on there, it's all on there. Uh, my latest episode was with, who knows last week, it was with Melissa Tate actually. It's and, worth it, folks. And it was about a lot of stuff, critical race theory, voter ID, all that wonderful stuff. Rebelnewsplus.com or Rebel News on Spotify to hear our podcast versions. Let's bring up Adam Sos out in Alberta for our, our Alberta viewers. He went and talked about the Edmonton Eskimos, changed their name to the Edmonton Elks. I'm pretty sure elk is plural if you want to double check that producer, Justin, my linguistic knowledge. Um, they changed the name. What Even, is an elk? An elk is like... It's Excuse not a my moose. ignorance, but it's, it's English is a second language, you guys. <laughs> Elk is not a moose. It's not a deer. It's closer to a reindeer, I would say. Mm. Big antlers, stuff like that. I'm not sure how native elks are to the region of Edmonton. My favorite animal is red deer. Red deer is probably one of the most free loving, freedom loving places in. No, the country. I'm talking about the animal. I know what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> But it's an Alberta joke, I guess. Yeah, I've been so, to Red Deer. It's a good place. So nobody wanted the name to be changed. Um, the Edmonton Eskimos met with the native band when they came up with the name. They do charity with them every single year um, with Inuit communities. And uh, it's just crazy that even though people overwhelmingly didn't want the name to be changed, the excuses that I'm hearing are that They'd rather not deal with the headache of people calling them racist every year, so they decided to change the name. Producer Justin, can we roll the footage on our four millimeter camera? What do you think about the name change? Oh yeah, you're not a fan of the new name? No. No? Well, it's interesting, because I don't know if you know, but just like a year ago, they met with Inuit communities, and they actually said they liked it, and they'd like to be more involved, and now they're flipping the script. What don't you like about it? I just don't like the whole process. Like, they sent us a list of the names, and then they go with a different name. I would have, like, if they wanted to change the name, just leave it Edmonton Football Club. Like, Elks, what's Elks? Like, 
What do you think about the name change? You're, re you're representing the Eskimos gear right now. What do you make of the new name? Well, you know, I mean, well, the thing about it is, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter what you call a team, but you're, you know, but you're losing that 70 years of tradition. So it's, you know, so it's really hard to say, but, you know, but it is what it is. So you can't really, you know, got to pick and choose your bells, I guess. Um, I, I really would like Eskimos, but the Elks is fine. I'm okay with that and uh, happy that uh, the CFL's on today. And then they should have kept the name Eskimos because it, it was, it's been Eskimos for how long? Since the 70s now, 60s? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was probably it was... definitely a lot of society pressure. Yeah. It takes a lot of resources to be able to get out there and tell the other side of the story. Unlike the CBC, we don't take money from you against your will. We rely on your voluntary donations in this great free country to help us out. If you do want to help us, go to rebelfieldreports.com and chip in. I think it's, uh, it's good. Um, I'm sorry that they had to get rid of the old name. I felt it was... Uh, I felt it was supporting the, the, the Eskimos, um, the Inuit people. Mm -hmm. um, however, the team didn't want to be in the place every year where some people are whining and complaining about it. So I think Elks is a good, uh, is a good choice. It's, it's one of those things where, where, you know, it's 2021. It's, it's you know, there's going to be things that maybe we agree with or disagree with. Um, at the end of the day, I feel like they, they really, if you're going to rebrand, they hit it really out of the park. And I, I, I'm, I can't be any happier than being outside and going on Elks game. As you can no doubt see, the vaccine lineup is absolutely out of control here. We can see so many people lining up to receive this. It's great that the Edmonton Elks have the vaccine truck here just to meet this incredible demand. Okay. Wonderful. So it looks like you guys have bought in. What do you make of, you're rocking some Eskimos gear. You've got the Elk Antlers. What do you make of the new name? Uh, it got tough to get used to, but the logo... The logo did it for me. Yeah, they did really well on that, and uh, they kept the ease. So I don't know, just adapt, man. I'm yeah. glad it got more fans. I think it, yeah. Yeah, that the team store was nuts. Yeah, I've never seen the team store busy, so that was cool. And for you as a legacy member, no doubt you got used to the Eskimos name. What do you make of all this? Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm having trouble with the Elks, but I'm okay with the EE still. As long as we keep that, we still that got logo. something. Yeah, exactly. I would say that everybody gets triggered by something all. All, uh, these days that was the thing that hurt me was that yeah they did all the interviews and it could have stayed the same but some people weren't happy about it so I guess that's that's a tough part yeah. you're from Rebel News that's right all right how's it going how long have you been a fan of the team here well they've only been a team for one game uh, uh, who the Eskimos sure either way <laughs> probably 50 years well since you brought it up then what do you make of the new team name uh, well, I guess we have to live with it, but we don't like it because we're once an Eskimo, always an Eskimo. Well, I know we saw even February of last year, they did extensive consultation with Inuit communities and they, they said they'd like a little more integration and cooperation, but the team then said, we're not going to change the name because the Inuit community doesn't want us to. What do you make of the change? Well, we all said we wanted the Eskimos and they didn't, we feel they didn't listen to us. So I, I thought even Edmonton Empire would have been better than the Elks, but an elk is good tasted meat. So I'm I'm not sure. I, I think what I heard the feedback there was mixed feedback. Okay. I, I understand the majority of Inuit people were in favor of keeping the name, but even if there's a small minority that aren't in favor of it, we need to respect that, and that's what they've done. It's been it's the right move. I think so. It's okay. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know much about that. I don't know. 
I'm not sure what's about the all the politics that changed the name, mm -hmm. but whatever. We we, we still have a, a football team here, and that's what I like. <laughs> you want people to think you're an alcoholic? Wear a shirt that says "Vodka is happy water." Um, shout out to that guy. Uh, I don't know how you feel about this, Mocha. I think it was just like I said. The idea is. Why deal with this every year of people complaining? Surely the pressure will mount each year and just get it over with right away. But it still kind of throws their fans under the bus, doesn't it? Well, it also shows the submit submissiveness mm -hmm. of these companies and these clubs because it's not the first or the only club that changed no. its name. And um, David Menzies did a video on this too in Ontario. And for one of his videos, I was the camera person. And many people many people didn't care that they they that their name had you know their original name they didn't get offended by it i mean what's next are we going to change the name of big turk chocolate bar I at the convenience should. store it's a terrible candy bar it's stretchy it's sticky gets in your teeth a lot is that yeah a, i actually hate it i don't is know it why a product of turkey no it's not okay well then that's cultural appropriation then, i, isn't I it? bought it once because i'm like wow what is this <laughs> We don't even have it in Turkey. I, wow. I eat it, and it's not even delicious. But I'm I'm sure there's a minority out there who likes it, so I'm not gonna. You ever seen the movie <laughs> The Midnight Express? About no. A Turkish prison in you the know 70s. What? David has always told me to watch it, and but I I seldom have the time to watch. <laughs> That's movies. fair. Um, but... Books and tea says on Rumble. What about those vaccine passports? Doug Ford is being pressured to do to avoid the fourth wave. Yeah, I I seen a article about that where. A business group is pressuring, apparently pressuring Doc Ford to implement so they want fewer password. customers. But I, I don't get it. <laughs> Who is this business group? Who do they um, represent, really? And the same because I know business people, I know um, people who own restaurants in Toronto, and they are not in favor of vaccine passports. So, are they not businesses? Are they? Does their um, choice? Or their voice not matter. Pressure continues on Ford government to for mandatory vaccine passports. Says 680 News. Well, how about I sh I pressure a little bit more than them <laughs> for um, for no vaccine passports. I want to. I should check the. I think it's BBN reports for radio. The the daily listeners for the the thing about CNN. The thing about all these channels CP2 for. People just watch them because they're on. If they had to go somewhere to find they them. They are absolutely, <laughs> yeah. They are monopolies. They are media monopolies. You go on YouTube, what do you see? CTV, CBC, Global Yeah, that News. little banner where it suggests. Uh, yeah, even if the views are low. And then you click watch the video. And most of the videos have disport like 100 likes and 2,000 dislikes. Yeah, people just go on people them and dislike them. Our videos are not like that. Rebel News videos, people mm -hmm. like what we do that's why hence they are voluntarily funding us in the video adam compares cbc to rebel and he when he's asking for donations that's true we don't unlike the cbc we don't um cbc is literally your money being used to and they need more things. funding they need always more funding they have like what eight executive i don't um, know but they staff. got 1.7 billion last year I think that is too much money, you know. <laughs> you don't say. I, I'm not a senior um, production guy, but 1.8 billion. 1.7. You know, the thing is, last year they got their 2021. Budget. I've been to I've been to CBC Toronto. Got, I've been inside. Yeah, they got their budget from 2021 given to them in 2020, 
the equivalent to their advertising revenue that they say they lost during the Olympics because they said, of course, they're going to get it back. There's no way they w made the same money from the Olympics this year. So they few people don't watched. deserve a dime. Anyone wants to support the CBC should do it with their own money. Put your mouth where your money, put your money where your mouth is. I don't want to give a single cent to CBC and a lot of other government programs because they are either too expensive. And you know, why would you want to? You could not pay Rebel at all and still watch our news coverage and still be informed about what's going on. With CBC, you don't have a choice. With CBC, if you don't even watch it, you still have to pay it. How does that make sense? How, does, how could a legislative... Uh, how could legislators, how could a government allow such thing? And how is this not a serious issue? I think it's a serious issue. We, if we want to be independent from China, then we need tangible solutions. And one of the best solutions, I think, is to have more economic freedom, have more, um, create more wealth. We have, to, we have to stop being enemies of wealth creation. Even in the UK, I believe you can opt out of the BBC. So the Queen is not tr treating her subjects in Canada as equally as she's treating them there. We don't have a choice. We can't say, I don't like what the CBC is producing. Their shows are terrible, let's be honest, people. They don't have Don Cherry anymore. Why are you watching the CBC? I don't know. Maybe you like Little Mosque on the Prairie. Um, I know people are going to tell me that they uh, should watch Coronation Street on there. Maybe somebody wants that. You can watch that online if you'd like. There's no tangible reason I see that the CBC should get money from the people all the way across the country and prorate their uh, advertising revenue, which they're clearly not going to make back. You can fact check me on that from the Olympics. But there's no reason why somebody who has opinions, they're not fair. I don't think anyone who even likes the CBC would say that they're completely unbiased. How can you tell me that you deserve to take my money to support, to give to somebody that I don't support and to give to news coverage that goes against what I believe in? Not Cut that for Rebel News Clips. <laughs> For me, it's not that it goes against my, what I believe in or not, but I just don't want to consume CBC. So why am I funding it? Because it's, first of all, too expensive and uh, it doesn't deliver what it promises. I mean, I think if I remember correctly, actually, I've been to CBC building and I've been to their garage. I've seen how much equipment they have. They have to go around with forklifts to like mm -hmm. <laughs> get all the equipment they have. And a lot of people work there. And um, they have in their garage, I don't know if it's close to 100, but so many, so many CBC vehicles. The Delivery Dodge, I think they're called Dodge um, Caravans. Yeah. The, like the, the employees vans. use, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, first of all, all these vehicles are in the parking lot. That means there's not much going on outside. <laughs> and I don't think anything will be going on in Canada that would require 50 or more CBC cars <laughs> all at the same time. So um, I'm sure the company Dodge loves to sell their vehicles to CBC. And at the end of the day, it would be us buying their cars for them. Let's bring up that Subway uh, article from rebelnews.com, Justin, while I read one more Super Chat I think we have. Um, and I keep calling them Super Chats. I also, shouldn't. They're I would like chats. to point out that um, I think I just received this from Yankee. And apparently, I do have a um, code for 
Rebel, Rebel New Store. Store. Yeah. What is your code? Andrew10. Okay. Mine is probably Mocha10. M-O-C-H-A-10 yes, at correct. rebelnewsstore.com. History Club World also says if an election were coming, its results would be a mess. Trudeau would lose votes due to his general history. Green and NDP lose votes due to them being similar. Bloc will probably win big in Quebec. Conservatives lose votes as they are too far right for leftists and too far left for the voters of PBC. Mm -hmm. um, I think you're pretty accurate, History Club World. Um, I don't know if... Conservatives I mean, are too far right for leftists. I think they think that, but I think they're actually pretty much the same as the liberals, besides maybe being a little bit I more I mean, favorable. the only difference is Justin Trudeau has three pictures of blackface. That's true. And Aaron O'Toole As far as I know, Aaron O'Toole only has, you know, him running. Um, from Subaru, Mog says, submissiveness, the new normal for many Canadians. Unfortunately. Very true. So only. that last story on rebelnews.com, Justin, Subway franchises angered by woke U.S. soccer player ad campaign. So you guys should go ahead and read that. Um, it's about Megan Rapinoe, the uh, U.S. soccer player who they lost in the Olympics. Um, she's got the purple hair. She hates America. Um, <laughs> she goes on late night talk shows hating Trump and hating America. She kneels. Very brave of her. And Subway franchisees contacted headquarters um, in the United States and they're saying, you know, our ad campaign where you have this woman who hates America on it probably doesn't eat Subway sandwiches. Mm -hmm. um, she's making us look bad. It's too controversial for us. Why are you doing this? You're causing us to lose money. Mm -hmm. And it finally seems to have come the day, Mocha, where conservatives, and you don't even have to be conservative, people who don't believe in certain things aren't going to shell out their money for it anymore. You mm -hmm. see it in sports specifically, and now I guess you're seeing it in Subway sandwiches. Well, you, you and the last thing, sorry, I want to add on that is Canada, who won the gold medal in the Olympics, they also have their own uh, deal there where they've got a girl who goes by one name, the name of Quinn. She mm -hmm. has like four names. Her legal name is like something, something Quinn, but she only goes by Quinn now. She mm -hmm. calls people transphobic for referring to her by her legal name. Mm -hmm. And she what, they call her transgender, but also non-binary. Mm -hmm. She transitioned from female to non-binary, which of course isn't a thing. I don't know how you transition, transition genders if you don't believe there are real genders you know i don't like playing word games i mean you know <laughs> that's why i didn't like aaron o'toole's ad campaign that's because why you it's hate all, scrabble all words you know i'm not transphobic or anything but i just don't like playing word games can we just have a normal conversation that's my only um, requirement no. from any individual that i interact with no you cannot and the funny thing enough is megan rapinoe the person uh, in that article and the Quinn girl from Ca Team Canada play on the same professional soccer team in the United States. And this girl's the only person on the team who just goes by one name. Which you can get away with soccer because Brazilian people and, and Portuguese people do that all the time. But it's just funny that like uh, they were praising her as the first non-binary uh, athlete to play in the Olympics. I, again, like what is that? I don't even know what that means. It means nothing. Uh, she's a female and she identifies as... A transgender non-binary. I transitioned to a non-gender. It's basically what happened. I think we're out of time, uh, Mocha Bazurgan, uh, Turkey's favorite YouTuber <laughs> and Rebel News and Canada's favorite producer, editor, cameraman, and host. Chief videographer, actually. Chief videographer, excuse <laughs> me. Justin, uh, what was this diversity as a strength or outer space? I think we can spare a minute for something as important as that. Um, my notes here say, say diversity is a strength for outer space security. Pregnant pause, they call it in radio, while we get this up. Um, I'm guessing it's Space Force Mocha. 
Uh, any big stories coming out with you this week? You know, you got have a lead on anything? Yes. Um, on the weekend, I'll be in Montreal to cover the Montreal um, anti-lockdown or anti-vax, I guess, protest. And um, the police are saying that they are going, they are requiring anyone on public public places outdoors to be limited to 50 and everyone must respect social distancing. Mm. So I want to see if the police would um, um, beat up people or arrest them or um, financially extort them for, you know, standing too close to one another, <laughs> just like they did for not wearing a mask outside, even though when they, they were by themselves, they did it to me too. Um, they they um, go after people with cameras specifically. I think that's been well established. It's been well established from what I, I observed. And if you want to um, see what they did to a guy who was recording them, um, watch my interview, Fight the Fines case interview with Alex Baus. He was choked for recording the police at the um, Montreal protest. And uh, I'm sure we could include that link on the comment section or later on the description of this live stream if anyone is interested. Let's show that last article before Mocha creating work for everybody hating them in the back room now. Sorry. Canada <laughs> cites diversity in outer space as strength in UN <laughs> report. The UN diversity, Canada, Justin Trudeau, it all means so much. Uh, maybe we can uh, get an article about that up. Uh, you want to zoom it in, Justin? We'll read the first couple lines. Uh, for people before we go. What does it even mean? What does it means diversity nothing. mean? It means we need to send equal numbers of different races and genders into space for no reason. Uh, Canada was the only nation to cite diversity as a strength in the United Nations uh, General Assembly report on international security in outer space. Again, diversity is, is a strength. It's another slogan that doesn't mean anything. It's, it's just words that they use. They're copyrighted. Um, catchphrases. Canada's submission Sorry. dated on <laughs> April, that's fine, April 29th, 2021, 20, includes an extra section dedicated to diversity in space. You know, that sounds like a, a comedy show that maybe Tim Dillon should come out with or something, diversity in space. I'm going to, uh, maybe I'll write something about that. I think we're out of time. We're overworking producer Justin. Um, RebelNewsStore.com, of course, Mocha 10 or Andrew 10, you can use as a discount. My show with CEO of Getter, Jason Miller, is coming out tomorrow night. I'm going to ask him about, uh, he was a former Trump advisor. I'm going to ask him what Trump asked him for advice on. And, of course, I've also got this CDC report that's coming around where they literally suggest putting people in camps. So you're not going to want to miss that video. Uh, that's coming out tonight or tomorrow. Final thoughts, uh, Dr. Mocha. Oh, are we going to put people in camps in Canada too? Is that the happening? The CDC says it. So they're using information from the UK. So maybe just the UK and America. But, you know, I'm sure we wouldn't want to be far behind. Uh, diversity is our strength in COVID camps, I think. Well, you know, if the majority of people approves putting people in camps, then I don't see any institution or anything stopping them from doing so. And that is terrifying. It definitely is. Thank you for watching. Thank you for your hyper chats, your rumble chats. Thank you for being so kind to producer Justin. And thank you, Mocha. Thank you, everybody else. I always want to end instinctively saying David Menzies' catchphrase, but I won't. But I'll say something else, Mocha. Sure. I wouldn't lie to you except for maybe this once. Thanks for watching. Well, thank you, people, for um, ladies and gentlemen, for witnessing <laughs> our conversation here today. People kind. Play us out, Justin.